0: You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Welcome to episode 57. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Edwards.
1: And I am David Lyons.
0: And there was an event this week, but before we get to talking about Apple or anyone else, um, daylight savings is stupid.
1: Yeah, I'm still tired of this. And I keep hoping, it's never going to happen, but I keep hoping that like Obama's last year in office... That he's just going to come out and be like, executive order, daylight savings time is done for everyone forever. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's not federally regulated, which no, makes it even dumber. I think, isn't
0: there some famous city where there's like different observations of daylight savings inside the city, like at different parts of it?
1: I know Arizona has some weirdness. Yeah, there's a
0: line through it.
1: Yeah, yeah, the crazy, uh, I learned about this in a CGP Grey video, but yeah, there's a, uh, there's Indian, uh, what do you call it? Burial nation- grounds? Nations, yes. Oh. Yes, Haunted, <laughs> Scooby-Doo and friends will will catch that villain. No, there's there's like an Indian nation, and then inside that there's another Indian nation. So there's like this crazy on-off switch of – and then like Hawaii doesn't do it. And now there's like – there's I think a couple more states are talking about not doing it. And I found out like Illinois only added it in like the 60s. So it's like they were smart for like 150 years, <laughs> and then they're like, "nah, it's just debunked." Is the, idiot the original man.
0: argument like more daylight for harvesting certain times of the year? Is that one of the myths? That, I think that's right? one of the
1: myths. I think there was this was proposed a long time ago, and some places did it for like local reasons, and then it be, supposedly it became a thing in World War One in in Germany. Huh. And I don't know why we copied that. I, you know, yeah. there's a uh, a last week tonight video I'll throw in the show notes. One of those like, how is this still a thing? <laughs> yeah, and it's just it, it's just this continuing depression. Like, because I mean,
0: did he spend like 20 minutes on it, like he does on the other topics? Or no, it the, just like a
1: the how is this still a thing? Videos are like little vignettes. Uh, okay. They're like three minutes, and uh, it's got this really like movie style. Like, and how is this still a thing? Like, it's it's <laughs> John Oliver is actually not attached. It's just a segment nice. on a show but it's like so you know i have a i have a little girl she has a very strict schedule cuz babies thrive on that kind of nonsense and the week before the time change we have to trick her by slowly <laughs> moving her bedtime each day so that when actual – the day change comes, we just go back to normal schedule and she's none the wiser. Yeah,
0: reminds me of having a cat and it, it suddenly clawing at the door an hour differently and that is hilarious <laughs> to me. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – when I was a kid and and it was – I was in school, it was very much like the cat is the little purring alarm. And then all of a sudden, it's just like <laughs> – and you look at the clock, and it's like four a.m. You're like, no, 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 no,
0: go, go back. You don't get this.
1: Yeah. That's actually one of the things. So how in do a, you
0: train your cat to switch?
1: <laughs> you, you have to harass them later at night each day. That was one of the things in the uh, the how is this Th- still a thing is They're talking about farmers and how farmers could not possibly benefit because the sun is up for as much time as the sun is up, period. Yeah. And then it, like, switches to a field of cows, and he's like, and it's not for the cows because cows are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Not because they don't use clocks or watches, just cows are stupid. Yeah. I mean, do you suffer through this, or do you just sleep in?
0: Yeah, I just hate having to think about it. Like, I just want to go through my day normal 24 hours always.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of the the argument that the clock does not measure time it just kind of reports it so yeah. changing the clocks for any reason ever is stupid like i i've never agreed and i have friends and family that do this i've never agreed with someone who's like i'm gonna set my clock 15 minutes fast so that i'll always be on time yes yeah, you know it's fast you set it and i that, have to set it fast without telling you for that to work yeah
0: you have to not know
1: i d I'm done. I'm done okay. daylight savings time is dead to me. Yep. Um Oh wait, wait, one last question. Yeah, yeah. So if you have to pick one for when we inevitably stop this, do you want the summertime to be normal time or do you want the winter time? Because I think winter time is actually normal time. Um since it has standard.
0: I always just remember when we switch in the for the winter, it's like a dramatic cut in sunlight. Yes. And so I want that to be less of a jarring change. The summer has such long days; it kind of doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> so you yeah. would rather be on the the winter hour back, I guess. Yeah, it's just you just don't want the sun like, oh, it, yesterday it was light until nine, and now it's light until six. Yeah, okay. No, I, I can feel on that. I think I would also go with winter time, and plus it's enough standard. sunlight
0: in the summer. Yeah,
1: it's fine. Okay, now we can talk about Apple.
0: Oh, okay. If we must. <laughs> No, I think the 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 easiest thing to talk about is that new MacBook. That yeah, th- MacBook. <laughs> I do
1: feel a little bad for for Apple because they advertised this as a watch event. I mean the slogan was it's about time.
0: Or spring forward. Or-
1: yeah, they yeah. I think it, I think the cover of the invitation said spring forward and then inside it maybe it was about time, something. Yeah. A lot of watch and time puns. <laughs> they specifically did it the the day, the first Monday after the time change. Yeah. I mean, they really put a lot of time puns into this. And then I cared zero about the watch. (laughs) Like, none craps given.
0: We didn't really learn anything new about it other than the the pricing, which we'll get to later. Yeah.
1: But the, the new MacBook was... I mean, people have rumored about it, but that was more of an unknown.
0: Yeah. And I was actually, I mean, some people thought it might get announced today. There were rumors about that, but there was like a latest surge of rumors right before the event of, just kidding, WWDC in the summer is when they're going to unveil this thing.
1: Yeah, which sounds kind of like if you're a rumor mill website, that's like hedging your bets. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, because you have 10 articles saying it was going to come out today, and then at the last second, you're like, oh, but maybe not. Yeah. So did you think it was weird that they didn't call it an Air, just the MacBook?
0: Um, I think to me that was – so let's just run through for people. If you didn't pay attention to the event, um, these new MacBook Airs are even thinner. And uh, they have retina (laughs) screens now, which was never true on the Airs. Um, It was only on the thicker Pro line.
1: Wasn't it a weird resolution though?
0: It was – it's kind of 720p. Quadrupled, <laughs> okay. But the since it's sixteen ten instead of sixteen nine, it's a weird double. Ah, okay. Um, so Retina screens, uh, a new weird thinner keyboard, which is getting some mixed feelings on first impressions from people. Um, I guess one of those things you gotta try. If it. so it'll be like the Surface keyboards, where it's so thin, it's just a weird feel.
1: Yeah, the touch keyboard where the key actually doesn't have any throw; like it doesn't move at all.
0: Yeah. Um, and some interesting compromises. And so I guess my main line on this thing is, to me, it's kind of like the first MacBook Air. When it came out, it was so obviously the future of laptops.
1: Well, and it, even the one-port similarity. Yeah. Like, this is exactly like the first well, MacBook it's Air.
0: Arguably fewer, because it doesn't have a separate power from the one-port, which the original True. MacBook Air did. Yeah. And so I, I can totally get people that are like, wait, it costs more than a normal Air, and it's slower, and... Has one port which isn't well supported yet by the ecosystem. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, Those are all
1: valid complaints.
0: But I think it's more like, yeah, don't buy the first one. If that, if that like shocks you, this isn't for you. This is an early adopter machine. Right. But I can live with that just knowing this is the future of laptops. And yeah, it's annoying that you can't hook in all your peripherals, but more peripherals should be wireless. (laughs) (laughs)
1: they should be well and i mean there's an argument to be made that if you go into your office and you sit down at a desk and you have like six monitors and a bunch of mixing equipment and and all this like a special keyboard that's ergonomic and all this stuff like you just plug all that into a hub and then you sit down and you plug that one hub into the one port, and now you're done.
0: And it should power your laptop and yeah. be the traffic center of everything that you leave set up.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, to me, the alternative is, like, did you ever own or know anybody who owned, like, an Alienware gaming laptop? Like, no. You- I mean, they're huge. It's it's like picking up an entire desktop and yeah. carrying it around with you. It's got a big, thick keyboard. It's got a CD drive. It's got a yeah. giant 17-inch screen. Like, that's not portable.
0: Yeah, that's you know, just easy to transport compared to a desktop, but it's not. a
1: <laughs> Exactly. But that the, the benefit to having all that nonsense is wherever you go, you have everything you need. Yeah. The point with I feel like the Airs and, and now this new MacBook is wherever you go, you have what you need to get by. And then if you need more stuff to do work, well, that stuff lives where you do work. Yeah, you know, because I mean, like I've I've s- multiple comments where people complaining like, oh, I don't think this would be very good to do iOS development on. It's like, why are you doing iOS development mm. on a twelve inch screen in a bus terminal? Yeah. Like, that's not nothing about that is ideal. You don't have an ideal environment. You don't have peripherals. You have a small screen. Like that's.
0: But then if you have gigabit Wi Fi and like your your laptop is backed up to somewhere else, and you really just need text editors, and like you say, you have a remote. Deploying platform. I mean, these particular (laughs)
1: complaints were about um, like the the simulators on the screen Uh, and like how the scale would be weird. And it's like, yeah, well, don't don't rely on that. (laughs) Like, just like you wouldn't have a twelve-inch external monitor as your primary monitor, you wouldn't have a twelve-inch integrated screen as your primary screen.
0: I guess I would just say a reminder, just a little walk down memory lane. If you don't remember what the first MacBook Air was like, it was eighteen hundred dollars. It had to a start. It was not solid state. It was in 4200 RPM, <laughs> yeah. 40 gig hard drive. <laughs> yeah. And it had a single core, like a, sort of like a Celeron. Yeah, almost. it was like a mobile chip. And so it was seriously underpowered. It only had one USB port, which they upped to two in the later model. Yeah. So And that was
1: back in the day, so that was USB 2. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember so that actually came out when I was in graduate school and there was a girl in the one face-to-face class I had who so you know, I didn't know any of my my classmates in person and she like slid it out of her bag and like <laughs> set it down on her desk in class and you could tell because I mean it was a technology program like you that was the signal to who was actually like a geek in that room because some people were just like oh she's laptop, yeah. okay. But then other people were like she has a freaking MacBook Air. And then the more we talked to her about it, that was not the base model. That was like the $3,000, like biggest hard drive, most RAM.
0: But even there, that that
1: machine was not worth it. Well, it got like three hours of battery life. It was worse than my giant, chunky Dell that I carried around. So to
0: people complaining about this MacBook, I think it's like, it's not that your complaints aren't valid. It's that, this is still the future of laptops. They'll they'll fix the performance. Like it's a step back from the laptops we have now. And like yeah. I, I'm kind of like I'm glad they made it. I'm happy to skip a generation. And yep. I will
1: happily get the next one. Yeah,
0: grab Gen two.
1: Yeah. So they did a few things that I mean, there's a lot of amazing engineering in here, like the the tiered batteries. Yeah. So if you've never looked at a MacBook Air closely, it actually tapers, which is. They made fun of that a lot when it was new. Like they would show people like cutting cheese with it, <laughs> like using it as a big knife. I mean, it is kind of sharp. Like every once in a while, I'll be at a table where the chair is a
0: laser machined edge. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, I'll like rest my my wrists against it, and it hurts. And but then that's just bad typing posture anyway. So, but they uh... at least it's across the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's also really depressing. <laughs> but they have the uh, the screen goes almost to the edge. I mean, it's way closer. It's probably half the distance that the Mac bezel is now. Yeah. Um, and the keyboard goes all the way to the edge. So, like, these were the exact things I said I wanted. I was like, I bezel is dumb. Like, I don't benefit anything from bezel, yeah. so I want as little bezel as possible. Because it's not like a phone where I have to hold it, like balance it in the palm of my hand, where some bezel is relevant. Um, the fact that it's the Retina screen, but it still gets comparable battery life to R. Yeah. MacBooks is impressive because as they continue to improve that power consumption, that means it's going to continue to go up. They're not going to be struggling to maintain yeah. because they already achieved maintaining. It
0: does seem like they, they've kind of planted the flag around 10 hours of like, hey, can we say this is the expectation now? Yeah, I know we blew it out with the 12 and 13 hour, <laughs> but... Well, I think it's and style it back a little bit
1: for other goals. <laughs> I mean, they use the same phrase for the the watch, but it's all day battery life. Yeah, and it, th- I mean that's relevant. Like you, I think you've used the term like this is the ideal conference laptop. Like I, I was at a thing this weekend, and I, I packed my. Uh, charging cable, and then when I got there, and I was rifling through my bag to get stuff out, I was like, "Why did I even bring this stupid thing?" Yeah, like, I'm only going to be here for five hours. I'll have seventy percent battery life when I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. It's I can't I can't. You still end.
0: you still have like the war memories of <laughs> previous eras.
1: It is it's a it's like uh it's like in Dune. I never sit with my back to a door. <laughs> but uh, there was a uh, the the trackpad and the keyboard. I think are like. Cause I, the retina screen is neat, but that's one of those things I feel it doesn't like
0: surprise you anymore.
1: It's not that it doesn't surprise me. It's more like, I feel like the screen I have is good enough for what I have to do. So better screens will just be better
0: to me. It's like, I don't want to spoil myself. Like the second I have a retina screen, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to go back. But since yeah. I don't have that, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. I
0: don't that, know what I don't have.
1: That's fair. But the, the trackpad is – it doesn't actually click. Like it, it doesn't physically it move. Shakes. Yeah, it has – make you think it clicked. And I was surprised how much deal they went into in the, the Johnny Ive white room video, but it's got a crazy little haptic motor. So when you push on it, it goes like eh, – and like <laughs> responds as if it moved or as if it had to throw, I guess, yeah. which is – Interesting because that now you can click on it anywhere and get the exact same haptic feedback. But it also means you have a little vibrating motor <laughs> in your trackpad, which just seems weird. Like, yeah. I'm going to have to see how that feels. You have to say, I
0: just set up a new MacBook for someone in our office and they immediately tried to click toward the top oh, of really? the trackpad. And so I think it's almost like they're trying to solve that problem of people kind of don't think about where they're clicking on it. It's like, oh, the whole thing's a button. Oh, not at that, not at the fulcrum.
1: (laughs) I'll bet I can answer that. Because if you think back to if you ever had a PC laptop, what was on the bottom? Buttons. Buttons. And then the top was where you actually did the like moving of the cursor. Yeah. So those people now look and they don't see buttons. So they're thinking like, oh, I can just press anywhere. But they don't realize there's actually a little tiny hinge and a little tiny fulcrum. So, I mean, I think. Being able to tap anywhere and have it feel the same is a good idea. Yeah. But is it going to feel weird? Like that's what I'm just like because every time I've ever set up a new Android device and it's got the the vibrating feedback on the keyboard by default, that whole first setup process until I can get to settings and turn that off is like, why is my phone freaking out every time I press a button? To
0: see how it is, and what I I do like about it is they virtualized. Button feedback.
1: Yeah. Is that this is all They've done privatized in No. Um,
0: <laughs> but that that's interesting because now you can tune these things and it's not just don't like it, don't buy it, like that kind of like standoff that some people have with products. It's more like, oh, you can say uh, the sensitivity on this force touch if you just tend to like pound your laptop. <laughs> There's a chance, and maybe even like a better touch tool will take advantage of this. Where like,
1: oh, you can
0: you can super cut like if you have if you're really good at how you use your trackpad, you might have a chance to customize really deeply.
1: Well, this trackpad is noticeably wider. Um, I don't know if it's taller, but it's noticeably wider. And uh, somewhere on the their website, which I can't find at this moment, of course, it actually mentions that you can draw on it so it's not a huge surface but oh,
0: like calligraphy like it'll know how hard you're pressing well
1: you could use like a little bluetooth pen and do pressure sensitive drawing oh. so I mean if you're a full time artist since
0: it doesn't click anymore exactly
1: um, so if you're a full time artist you probably would want a larger surface but if you're just touching something up in photoshop and like this you don't have your 20 no. inch wacom tablet with you like that would be kind of neat
0: yeah so definitely some interesting stuff in this new MacBook. Definitely some flaws or just growing pains of, I, I mean, people are skeptical about that keyboard um, going even thinner and less travel.
1: Well, especially because as it seems like more and more people who are professional computer users, like they're shifting back to mechanical keyboards because they want the haptic yeah. the throw they want like the physical movement of their hand moving
0: which is directly opposed to Apple's it must be thinner every single time oh yeah <laughs> obsession
1: no but you know that there's going like people are going to order this laptop and then immediately order a mechanical keyboard or an <laughs> adapter for the mechanical keyboard they already have
0: well, I definitely uh, one of the Apple bloggers I follow described it as somewhere in between an iPad, where you're tapping on glass, mm. and these MacBooks. Like it's somewhere in between there, where it feels a little more like you're just tapping on something, but at least you can still feel the separation between the keys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, I, I that think sounds
0: like I'm trying to.
1: <laughs> no, I think that the location of the key may be more important to me than the the throw it has, but. I I've used the type cover that the the original surface came with, and I couldn't I couldn't. That one type has on it.
0: literally zero travel, though, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I mean, they it's, have
0: one that's slightly thicker and actually still has buttons.
1: Oh, that sorry, that's, that's the type, type, type cover. cover. The touch cover is the one that is just it's, totally flat. Yeah. yeah, it's basically a piece of fabric with circuits in it. But it, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I had to look at my hands while I was typing because I was like, I don't know if I'm actually pushing yeah. the buttons. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not a high speed. You could not give this to a stenographer. No, sorry, a court reporter. And uh, and <laughs> is have that like stewardess?
0: Like stenographers? Like out of style? Or it's exactly what it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I uh, I know some people in law enforcement, and I used that phrase once, and they were like, "Nope." <laughs> and it's so, because stewardess is a gendered term. Yeah. So like, I can understand why they want to move away with that, but stenographer is not. This is just like a classist thing. It's like, oh no, I'm a court reporter. Like, oh, okay, fine. Uh,
0: so Apple did have a little bit of a coup in terms of content for the Apple, the poor Apple TV that hasn't been updated <laughs> in two years. Um,
1: so can you explain this HBO thing to me? Because I didn't get it.
0: So this is the first time you can subscribe to HBO as a cord cutter because previously you have to have a cable subscription to get HBO Go or whatever they, is that what they used to call it?
1: It's, yeah, HBO, or HBO, goes, HBO
0: Now is what it's called now. Yeah,
1: that's what Apple's calling it. It's
0: now called HBO Now. So, and so it, now, this is
1: separate from yeah, now what HBO is going to do for everybody?
0: So, for now, I think it's a timed exclusive, but ah. for now, ha uh. ha ha ha, um, you can spend <laughs> 15 bucks a month without having any sort of cable subscription of any sort and stream HBO shows. Right. So it's it's there twice as expensive as Netflix streaming service,
1: but that is coming for everybody. It's, this isn't permanently I, exclusive. I, I don't Apple see campaign. how
0: they would make it permanently exclusive. <laughs> that seemed, no, there's no way. But
1: well, and they just don't have the install base.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's anything to sneeze at, but there's Roku and there's all these other yeah. platforms that I'm sure will be eager for it. But it's kind of a coup to get that first and. They just uh, the current Apple TV is a 2013 piece of hardware and
1: way back in the dark ages. <laughs> yeah. well, and you have one, right?
0: Yeah, do and you use it. Yeah, we stream Netflix and we every once in a while we'll rent a movie, but <laughs> <laughs> who does that?
1: <laughs> well, so what do? You, why? Why do you want a hardware refresh? Like, what's wrong with it? Because I've actually never used one.
0: Actually, my biggest issue is the is any is the interface. I mean, it's it's fine. It gets by, but typing is painful. I mean, you can you can use an app on your phone and type with that, but it's always, like, across the room, and you're like... Does it run iOS? It's, I- it's iOS under the hood, but... It's,
1: a, like, a custom skin.
0: Yeah, it's just a, a big, clicky UI of a million buttons you got to scroll through. But. Uh,
1: it's the Apple, uh, Apple wheel, <laughs> the Mac wheel.
0: <laughs> kind of. Um, I don't know, it's just, like, the... I don't know if the watch will help or something, but... Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so typing on your phone from across the room is too inconvenient, but you want to type on a little... I don't want to type him. on
0: my watch, but... <laughs> Do you want it, to shout to I it? I could scroll through 100 items way faster, probably, with the... Eh.
1: <laughs>
0: with a touch screen's better than that little metal remote.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what you're using, not your iPhone.
0: Yeah, you can use the iPhone, but...
1: Okay, because I was going to say, the iPhone also has a touchscreen. It's last just the time iPhone is,
0: you know, it's in your pocket, it's on the desk, or it's charging, and you're like, oh, I don't want to go. It's never in a consistent place.
1: So, you have, you have got to be searching for a problem here that doesn't
0: really. I don't know. Sense. I mean, the Apple TV is perfectly fine. It's just not special, it's just another box that streams all these things. Right. So and,
1: I, I get well. Have you never streamed anything on the PlayStation?
0: No, we do that all the time too.
1: Yeah, so then when you gotta search, you have to get the terrible on-screen yeah, keyboard. Yeah, it's like, painful. Yeah, but it, if you can get fast at typing on that,
0: I think I'm faster on the PS4 than the Apple TV, unless I grab my phone and, and right. type with that.
1: So would you shout into your Apple Watch if you had one? Would you look like <laughs> Gary Busey and old those, man yells at Watch Amazon <laughs> Fire commercials and be like Siri. I want to watch House Cards <laughs> now. Yeah, give me a Frank.
0: I don't know, but if anything's going to help you grow your fifty to hundred dollar box, that does the same thing as all the other fifty to hundred dollar boxes, HBO is in a bad step.
1: Yeah, certainly. <laughs> and they—how big was the price cut? Didn't they do—they they
0: dropped it to sixty-nine from ninety-nine.
1: Okay and you know what everyone immediately jumped on and they're not wrong. So, the MacBook we talked about has it has one USB type-C connector, which all you need to know about that is it's reversible. All yes. the other cool stuff it does, it does power, it does multiple things at once. Who cares? It's reversible.
0: It only took the industry 20 years to get here.
1: Yeah. What I really want and I don't maybe there's some technological reason that they haven't done this, but if you're going to have a connector of any kind, don't make it reversible. Make it round. All <laughs> connectors should just be round, because then you have to think about it none. Like, yeah. it can't be sideways, it can't be upside down. It's true. There's a reason headphone jacks are like that, and no one ever complains about a headphone jack, because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unless you're the first iPhone and you made it <laughs> it's not fit normal headphones.
1: Oh, yeah, wasn't it? It was like a non-standard... It's
0: always the first gen man, you're rolling dice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Definitely true.
0: Um so this damn watch.
1: This damn watch. So you can shout at it, which they acted like 'cause we we're I'm gonna just jump all over the place. I don't remember what order they announced <laughs> stuff in, but you can shout at it. Like you yeah, can take it, calls on it Dick Tracy style. Yeah. Which I
0: thought was interesting. They showed like he dictated something, and then it popped up with text and audio, and he could choose like if he hated the dictation, it'd be like, "I'll just send oh, just the audio." Oh, just send them the
1: audio. <laughs> That's clever. Although it's kind of admitting, it's hedging. Yeah, it's like yeah, dictation might not be great. Maybe, maybe just send the or audio. Maybe you're really sarcastic
0: and you want to send the audio first.
1: Sure. <laughs> Make sure. All the- sure, I'd
0: love to go to dinner. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, definitely don't send the text for that one. This
0: is the the joke that comes up every time at these tech things now. But like, my life is not as interesting as this fictional person that they demo through. It's like going to dinner, saving her kids who got locked out of the house while well, oh, yeah. attending yeah, he four meetings. Yeah, Garage
1: with it. Yeah. Like, what was that? It's just the Internet of Things nod, but. but it was- I have to say, like, there were a lot of things about this that seemed very googly to me. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, I mean, Apple is usually very, like, it does two things. It does two things better than anyone else has ever even thought to do those things, <laughs> but that's all that it does. So now for them to say, like, it connects to this other stuff and it's open and, like, with the uh, uh, yeah, with I guess- the, the force feedback on the trackpad with the MacBook – They were like, it's all done in software, so you can customize it. And I was like, that was a Google thing to say. Like, that was very, like, it's up to you, consumer.
0: Options. Yeah. It's not usually Apple's, like, rallying cry.
1: Really (laughs) not. Even when the options are there, they usually don't, like, brag about it.
0: They're like, maybe don't use those. And this option's (laughs) going away, so don't get comfortable. Yeah, don't even think about that one. (laughs) yeah. Um, to me, I mean, the same question as facing wearables as every other time we've talked about it is it's the ecosystem that has to be there. Like, as soon as I think we're all going to suddenly be like, these watch things are really nice after, like, the entire world is connected and you want a remote on your arm at all times. Sure. They, and it'll suddenly be like, this thing just sure got a lot better. It's like, no, the the world around it finally can talk to it. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, and, and, it's well. It's like if you're the first person to, if you're Alexander Graham Bell, <laughs> it's like who am I going to call and talk to? Oh, my assistant, who's on the other side of the house? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the what was the pricing structure? So
0: the their entry level is three hundred and fifty, and then you can upgrade from aluminium to steel, and uh, spend <laughs> five or six hundred. Or up to a thousand, even on the steel ones. Or you can drop ten thousand on their gold edition watches,
1: and that's the start. I read somewhere yeah, it goes, goes up to, to 17000 yeah. 17, yeah, my first car, my first and second car combined, did not cost seventeen thousand dollars.
0: But luxury watches do cost that much.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you said that because. I don't think that that analogy actually holds water here because if you have a luxury piece of jewelry, like let's say a watch, okay, that watch 10 years from now, still a watch, still made out of precious metals, still not worth what you probably paid for it. The iWatch in, or the Apple Watch, oh God, that that <laughs> habit's going to be hard to break. The Apple Watch in two years, maybe even a year, but in two, three, four years, it's going to be a professional sit in the drawer watch. Like that will be its full time job. Yeah. Because the fact that it's made out of gold is not why it's valuable. I mean, I yeah, it's a shiny yellow rock <laughs> that we polish a lot. But I mean that that it's the technology that will make it valuable. Yeah. And as that technology becomes outdated, and even worse, once it starts to fail. Now you just have a stupid bracelet with a dumb little thing on the side.
0: Yeah, I do have some counter. I agree with you that anyone who cares about long lasting is that's kind of a deal breaker because this is tech and tech moves fast. Um, there are some counterpoints. I'd say that luxury is not just lasts forever. It's also like status symbol. It's also exclusivity, and it, it yeah. this will is priced to be that way. Certainly. If you're just you know. You got a record contract. You're a sports star, and you got millions of dollars. And you're like, I want to bling up my life. <laughs> you might go get this gold watch. I think it's interesting because Apple's never like everyone always has kind of had a perception Apple is overpriced or expensive, but it's never been like, yeah, we made something only for rich people, right? Like it's like, yeah, a two thousand dollar laptop is expensive, like empirical fact. But it's not out of the reach of people. It's more yeah, just there are other it's more like laptops. I choose not to buy that expensive laptop, but right. it's not like impossible for me to buy it.
1: Well, even the Mac Pro, the new garbage can one, the argument is like, <laughs> well, it Mike, it looks like it can. does. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. But the, the argument is like, well, this isn't for a normal consumer, it's for someone who does like professional video editing. Just like a Dump truck is a more expensive car than, like, a you know Honda minivan. What but a garbage metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, but it, it's I'm exp- just saying <laughs> it's expensive because there's a return on investment because you use it for yeah. work. And this, but is, like this is jewelry.
0: And this is honestly, I would say the first Apple product I can think of that is more expensive only for fashion luxury reasons and not you're the 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 CPU inside of the. Seventeen thousand dollar Apple Watch is identical to the three hundred and fifty dollar one. You're yeah, not gaining no. any functionality whatsoever. Nope. It's purely fashion, purely luxury, and maybe maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be a status symbol, and it'll be even more a demonstration of "Hey, everyone, I'm rich to buy one every year." I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: like it's a different mentality I get than traditional, I'm going to buy a Rolex and I'm going to wear it for 50 years and I'm going to pass it on to my son and it'll have barely depreciated at all. See, and
1: that makes sense to me. Like, I don't, I wouldn't spend my money on something that trivial because I just, I don't, I mean, one, I don't have the money and two, I just don't agree with that kind of thing. But I, I understand it. I'm like, oh, you buy this watch and this watch will now work for decades. It will probably outlive you. You could will it to someone or sell it or, you know, do whatever. But with this, it's like, I mean, it's it's like a if you bought a car knowing full well it probably wouldn't work in a year. Yeah. Or like, oh yeah, you can you can keep this car for longer than a year, but next year we'll stop making tires for it. Yeah.
0: We'll have to see if it works. I mean, I do think there are some interesting things in the strategy. For one, it's it's price anchoring. So now the three fifty dollar watch doesn't seem. Oh yeah. It doesn't definitely. seem like oh it's twice an Android watch. It's more like, oh, that's not, that's totally reasonable. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm never like, yeah. I think Apple understands that 99 percent of people are never going to buy a ten thousand dollar watch ever. Yeah, and that's just there to kind of float in the clouds of some dream, so that you come down to earth and you're like, yeah, I'll buy the sport.
1: <laughs> well, and they said uh, Tim Cook was very clear that the edition, which I have something to say about that, but. <laughs> That the edition watch is limited supply. They're only going to make a certain amount. He didn't say how many. And my gut reaction it's like a to Ferrari that was Ferrari or
0: something. <laughs>
1: yeah, my gut reaction to that was they're going to produce these on demand. So maybe they'll only make a hundred, but they don't have a hundred of them sitting around. Like someone's going to order one, and then they're yeah. going to use their manufacturing power to produce it quickly and get it to the the customer.
0: I think that does immediately make all of the Apple watches like it's going to brand in our brains as like, oh, that's a high-end watch. Even if it doesn't have any functionality better than an Android watch. Oh, certainly. It'll immediately be like, oh, that's the bargain stuff. And this is like when you have a good job, you get this one. Yeah. And I think that's what they're playing on. I mean, Apple likes to play on the high margin end of the spectrum.
1: Yes. Yeah, they don't. (laughs) And they sell may, expensive it, things with razor-thin margins. They sell expensive things with gigantic margins.
0: And maybe, I mean, the other thing is, like, there's there's probably some wealthy customers that don't get Apple phones, and this could almost be a, way, a gateway drug of, like, oh, you like our sexy watch? Well, you got to get an iPhone now. Yeah, it's not going to work so without an iPhone. It's like a halo effect of, like, just buy all our stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it sounds like they're pushing for that with a lot of their software integrations, Um between Mac and, and iOS so between OS 10 and iOS so now it's kind of like oh well, you already had a Mac laptop and now you're going to get an iPhone so you can use your Apple Watch and and all those things will talk to each other and it'll be great <laughs> and then you never use anything else <laughs> and so here's my thing about the the watch naming so there's Apple Watch which, which is the middle ground middle which, ground yeah but it's apple symbol then the word watch yeah then there's Apple Watch Sport and then Apple Watch Edition. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about watches, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that's not how you use Is the like word edition. that word
0: used in luxury markets? Like, it, do you edition
1: things? I guess. Am I editioning? If it was like limited edition or <laughs> right. the gold edition or something, I would understand it. But I, I don't know. I didn't know you could just use the word edition. I didn't know you could edition. <laughs> I didn't know you could. <laughs> like I, I i'm apparently apple is innovating language i'm i'm a plebeian i don't know any people with expensive enough watches that i could fact check this against so in one
0: of my favorite segues of all time <laughs> apple is selling a ten thousand dollar watch and one of the apps you'll be able to download it will make your phone fart yes. by tapping your ten thousand dollar cold watch
1: you can use it as a remote For the Fart app on your iPhone.
0: So, yeah, the developers of FartWatch, and you can find (laughs) out more at (laughs) Fart.Watch. Here's some quotes from their marketing materials. FartWatch uses your iPhone as the speaker and your Apple Watch as the remote control. We've packed dozens of high-quality, lossless fart (laughs) sounds into one tiny device. (laughs) And there's lots of, you have to go to Fart.Watch. Um, because they have lots of graphics of, like,
1: gas coming out of your phone. and <laughs> Yeah, this this was apparently built at a hackathon, and uh, they just they spend all their time focusing on the right things. Because, I mean, this is already <laughs> such a stupid idea that's been done to death, but, like, their website is beautiful. They have an amazing URL. It's not com. Like this is the new era of awesome TLDs. This is actually Fart Dot Watch, and then under the, you know, it's a very like hipstery, you know, Silicon Valley website. And there's there's Team Fart, and it's Daniel the Lead Fart and Andrew Farketing. <laughs>
0: Which doesn't even work. It
1: doesn't. But it's just. It's, but the glee does. <laughs> I mean, like I, Team Fart. I normally do not find this blue humor this funny. But just the attention to detail. Yeah, it's,
0: it's the execution that's to be praised here. The concept that anyone could have thought of, yeah, make a fart app. But yeah. they went full fart.
1: And I, So I didn't actually fire this up in iTunes. And they
0: have a media kit, and they have media cross-strike through, and it says fart, fart kit. kit. <laughs> yep, it sure this does. is the story everyone's
1: farting for. Oh, man. So I, I don't actually see an iTunes link. Can you actually download this? Well, I, I'm assuming that you can't oh, put any not watch yet. apps out yet. That's fair. Yeah, I'm sure uh, Apple would not approve it into the store when it doesn't function. So, but I want to know if they're going to charge for it. That was what I wanted to say. Like, is this going to be a buck ninety-nine? They better not. Or is it? Is there going to be Fart Watch Edition? It's going to be a <laughs> hundred and fifty bucks. The
0: highest, <laughs> most premium farts. <laughs> Luxury farts. It's so farts true. you'll be listening to for fifty years. <laughs>
1: See, now that I could get behind because then you have some staying power. So I don't know. Are you I I know you're not going to go first edition, but do you see yourself getting an Apple Watch?
0: I'm going full rose gold, ten thousand now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just gonna sell your car.
0: No, I will I'll I will I will be an early adopter just because I'm a gadget whore and also for a reason I'll tell you off the air <laughs> that makes it a little easier to Right. Jump on this. All right. Um, yeah.
1: I wonder if we're going to get a bunch of uh, tweets and emails and people like, come on, Mike, tell us. What, what's your secret? <laughs> I want a free Apple Watch. It's
0: really not that dramatic. I just don't want to say it on a recording I, that I publish. <laughs>
1: I know a guy who's got a, he's got a truck full Apple Watches, and sometimes some of them fall off this truck. So this is, uh, this is curious to me because when they announced um, the payment thing, so I mean you have do you ever use your your iPhone to pay for stuff?
0: I have more recently cuz my debit account my bank finally got Apple Pay so oh, they're, they're I, can cool actu- now. I can actually use my debit card instead of credit cards.
1: Yeah. So I I do use um I do use my my Moto X to pay for stuff occasionally um but not as often as I would as I would that you would think. Not because I'm not like a gadget new technology person. It's because I'm kind of (laughs) cheap and I actually don't find myself in stores all that often because it works in places like coffee shops and, and Walgreens and places where you make like small impulse purchases. It does not work in places like restaurants and grocery stores. Where yeah. I'm way more likely I to be there Really want money. this
0: whole I give you my card with my number that can be used to purchase things over to a stranger that walks away with it into a back room. Like that has to stop. Yeah. And I know Europe's gotten, you know, the yeah, enlightened, enlightened yeah. future of humanity over there, but <laughs> and they they have machines they bring to the table. That makes sense to me. Either something installed at the table or right. bring me something and I will tap or flail or swing my pendant (laughs) around near the NFC terminal.
1: Well, and so that's part of the thing with paying with the watch is, I mean, they don't call it NFC, but that's obviously what it is under the hood. So, I mean, NFC has an effective range of like two inches, which means you can't, unless you wear your watch upside down, which of course you're not going to because nobody really does that anymore, plus the screen and blah, blah, blah you're not going to be able to tap the front of your wrist. You're going to have to awkwardly yeah. like back fist the payment terminal <laughs> to get it to pay.
0: Well, maybe they'll, they'll make them vertical. So you just hold it oh, sideways. Side. Yeah.
1: Okay. But then that I, well, I guess that's not any less convenient. If you're paying with a phone, you just do it sideways. Yeah.
0: I did, like, a Apple's version of basically, like, those where did the soda go or whatever. <laughs> it was at their September event, but the, they showed the lady checking out at a clothing store, and she was, like, digging through her purse, like, how do I purse? <laughs> like, like, spending, like, five minutes yeah, pulling out.
1: You almost expect, like, all the polish on that video to drop away and for it to go into, like, black <laughs> well, and white. And then and a big and, X. Together. Yeah, the, the, the funny narrator to come on and be like, paying for things is hard. <laughs> You used to have to reach in through your purse to find a plastic rectangle, but those days are over. Uh, Introducing Apple pay like I would I would actually go out and buy an iPhone just to support marketing campaigns like that, but they'll never do that because they they're not brave enough, Mike
0: they they, they won't install Fart Watch.
1: <laughs> you want that to be a default app?
0: <laughs> well they they forced an Apple Watch app onto my home screen with the latest software update yeah so you no, and I, I do need to flip a table over that, yeah,
1: you and I know we follow someone on twitter, a, a colleague of ours that we we won't out him just in case he doesn't want to be outed on the air, but <laughs> he uh he was actually the first person I saw complain about that it was like. Thanks a lot for installing that Apple Watch that now goes into my shit I cannot install. You cannot
0: delete that gets dumped into the shit folder that everyone who has an iPhone has. has.
1: Every single person has. And
0: stocks goes in there, and most of your default home screen goes in there. (laughs) Yeah. The
1: magazines or whatever. Yeah, newsstand. Newsstand.
0: Which you used to not be able to put into a folder. It was like this special app that couldn't be foldered. Where finally you can. Are there other apps you can't folder? That was, I think, the only one.
1: Huh. Not like the phone or settings? It was
0: kind of its own folder because it wasn't really a folder, but you tap on it and it would show you the magazines you'd subscribe to. Uh, And it wasn't like an app. I got you. And so I don't know. I'm not defending it. It's stupid that you can't folder (laughs) it.
1: So, I mean, when does the Apple Watch actually ship?
0: April 24th or something, end of April.
1: Okay, so with a month and a half notice, you now have this app crammed onto your phone.
0: Yeah, and you open it and it's actually, I mean, that, the app being installed by default is annoying, but it, it should just be a setting or something. But um, when you open it, it turns your camera on and it's like to set up your Apple Watch, which you can't do for six more weeks Ugh. if you're buying it right away. Um, but they are, I think they're going to do some like QR code-ish kind of thing where you just turn your watch on and then point your phone at it and it takes care of everything. Oh,
1: yeah. um, Maybe it'll be a tap to connect. You'll be like, pink.
0: But then that's also how – this is almost like the iPod being tied to iTunes at first or your iPhone being tied to iTunes at first for Mm -hmm. the first few years. The Apple Watch is tied to iPhones, and so you – there's an app store in that Apple Watch app for watch apps.
1: I mean that's how Pebble does it. Yeah. Right? Because, I mean, you don't want to actually – this is the one thing about all these watches that confuses me is it's a notification screen and you can do minor interactions with the notifications, I understand all of that. Being able to talk to it and, and record notes and stuff like that, I'm looking forward to. But when they're talking about like, the photos look beautiful on this screen, I'm like, no, you're using it wrong. You're using it wrong. It's a posted stamp size screen. Yeah. Why the hell are you looking at photos on it?
0: Someone's going to make like a, a video editor like iMovie for Apple Watch. You're like, why? No, stop it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like I I'm, I have not seen one of these screens in person. It doesn't matter how high resolution it is if it's an inch and a half square. Yeah. Like it just doesn't matter because it's tiny. Yeah. I mean, it's great that it'll like the, the text will be super crisp and, you know, it, whatever. Like that, I understand why you want a high resolution but screen. But it fits
0: like two sentences at a time. Like- yeah.
1: Yeah, that should be your indicator that you're not going to look at photos on something. When the email preview comes up and it's like, hey, Jim, I dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It's like, if that's all they could fit in text, you're probably not going to go through your wedding photos on it. If your here.
0: response is more than one sentence at most, don't do it on your watch. Yeah, don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, because even if you're dictating, even Oops. if the dictation was phenomenal, you do not want to be walking around being like, yeah, so then uh, we'll meet up at the restaurant, and uh, we can go over those briefs. And you can't see it, but I'm it's holding Dick my Tracy. wrist in front of my mouth like an idiot. Yeah, because it's, it's weird. You know, if you're alone in an alleyway and you're chasing after Flattop, then, like, yeah, okay, fine. You just shout yeah. to whatever communication device you have. But if you're on, like, a bus or a train, or I guess if you have a $10,000 watch, you're alone in the back of your limo.
0: We just need to get to the her future of a, an earpiece, and then. well,
1: But he had to talk to it.
0: But he didn't talk into his wrist or into his phone. He he just talked.
1: So he just looked like an insane person. Yeah. Okay.
0: But as soon as everyone's <laughs> an insane person, and you're not insane anymore.
1: <laughs> well, so this is I I don't remember how far you said you've gotten in the uh, the Ender's Game series, but later on, he gets Ender gets this little. It's basically her that's yeah. in, in his ear. That's like a computer he can talk to, and uh, one of the significant things is that because it's literally attached to his ear. Um, he can do what they call subvocalizing. Oh right! And right. they actually, this is a real thing. Like this is uh, the military has th- they call them throat mics, and it, it like pushes right up against your larynx, and you just barely have to do this little yeah. tiny little whisper, and and people even within a few feet cannot hear you. Um, so that to me is
0: like we're just going to become a mumbling mess.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: It'll sound like <laughs> drones, but it'll be humans. But I mean that, <laughs> or that's like quiet. I,
1: don't you feel like that's the half step between like just a straight up like telepathy interface? Yeah, because I mean, if you have to still vocalize, but you don't want to be walking around shouting out loud. Especially when every other idiot is shouting, you have to shout over those idiots. Well, and
0: if it 's based on vibrations that saves you so much from the like mic noise canceling yeah, like, yeah it,
1: right. does, it circumvents all that yeah, yeah, because anything traveling through the media of the air is not going to be as have as yeah. high of a signal to noise ratio as something pressed right against your throat or installed in your eardrum. I mean, I know I'm getting a little sci fi here, but <laughs> we're talking about telepathy and $10,000 watches, so whatever.
0: Yep. Before we jump to any other topics, I want to hear about this smart pocket watch since we we had watch <laughs> topics.
1: So, this company released a smart pocket watch called, I think, the Runcible. I don't think it's Runcible. <laughs> That's a great name. And it runs Firefox uh, OS, which is, you know, their. Linuxy, open sourcey, HTML5y thing. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly round, which is already a little weird. I mean, round screen, round body, like the whole thing is round like a pocket watch. And it's freaking beautiful. Like it is the dumbest thing probably ever. But it's a company who obviously put a lot of engineering work into this, taking a really long shot.
0: It looks kind of like a super luxurious, like marble or like fantastic wood makeup mirror.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's about that size. It's about the size of like a a compact makeup mirror. But it's just, it's so pretty and useless. What is it making me think of? Uh,
0: Oh, didn't the Ninja Turtles have like circular walkie talkie things? I think because they, they had to be turtle and shells. They looked
1: like little shells. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I think you're right. They run some old. Let's a turtle shell walkie talkie. <laughs> live research. Oh, uh, there's a bunch of toys, but they are not perfectly. Speaking round. of
0: live research, oh I wait, did. there it is. Oh.
1: Yes. I will throw a picture of it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> yes. Did not like pop open and be not quite circular or something? Maybe not. It, it's pretty close. Okay. Speaking of live research, my wife just texted me and said, oh, my God, the news talk this morning about Apple Watch started with, quote, the new watch that'll make smartphones a thing of the past.
1: No, that's not what it does. <laughs> and then
0: she wrote, dumb, dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Shelby, for that breaking news. <laughs>
1: Shelby of likely story, yeah, it's the very same. So this is, uh, I don't, I don't want, No, I'm not. I, your, I just
0: got you angry. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I'm not doing flip it. Some more tables. We're
1: talking about the Runcible and how that will make the Apple Watch a thing <laughs> of the past. So the idea of this appeals to me. On a lot of really stupid. This appeals to me the way like a gold watch with diamonds appeals to somebody who's a jewelry person. Because I actually carried a pocket watch for years. I've owned several, and I always thought they were just old timey. Monocle. <laughs> I didn't have a monocle because I'm I'm lucky to have excellent vision. But the minute my vision starts to go, I'm just gonna wear two monocles. <laughs>
0: Connected maybe with an ear, like something that also goes to your ears. Now you're being
1: ridiculous. How, it already has a chain. Why would I need some kind of arm and and aperture? That's you're being crazy. So this this pocket watch thing, and you really you have to go look at the video for this. It'll be in the show notes, but it's it's like like if you have this first off this device does not need a phone like it can't actually operate independently it's got a camera on it i don't think you can make phone calls from it but you'd look crazy because it's like you'd have to like palm it all weird because it's round but it's it's i mean it's it's a watch it's a digital watch so you presumably have your phone in one pocket and then this on a chain in another pocket. Yeah. To me, the whole point of a wristwatch is that you don't have to reach into your pocket.
0: Yeah, it's like one of the few things these wearables promises is like, take your phone out less.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the reasons I stopped wearing a pocket watch is because I started carrying a cell phone more you know, more frequently and then eventually a smartphone. I was like, well, if I have to reach into my pocket to check the time. I'll yeah. just carry one thing that does You're that. you remind me.
0: I still have to flip one more table about <laughs> Apple Watch. Is that they they make it a point in the marketing to say it's super accurate and in, it's in the time, yeah, in
1: its ability to tell time, yes. <laughs>
0: And that's hilarious to me because it's it's just doing a network protocol where it checks through your data connection against the official time, like any smart any yeah device, like ever. any connected
1: device. And they so microwaves that do that. There is
0: literally nothing special about how it checks the time, <laughs> but they made it a point in their marketing materials of like the most accurate timepiece.
1: It's only as accurate as your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Uh funny stuff I didn't you're gonna off the air you're gonna have to show me that those marketing materials and so we could throw them in the show notes because that's come on Apple you're better than this like there's lots of amazing things for you to talk about but when you talk about how you have accurate Tells time, time. And, and the digital crown was another thing that bugged me because it's like I understand not everybody's an engineer so you can only talk about the engineering feats of your device so much but To say like it has a you know this innovative digital crown, it's like no, it has a a wheel, like literally one of the oldest pieces of technology known to humankind. Things that are round. What I
0: actually think is astonishing is that there are two buttons on this thing. That is surprising. I am amazed. I I I know I hate this line when people say it. I don't think Steve Jobs would have shipped a two-button watch. And the other button just Uh, is like a shortcut to pull up communication. Yeah. but Yeah. Well, I've already been reading accounts of people like, I keep pressing the wrong of the two buttons. Like I wanted to go to my home screen, but I tapped the communication button and I went to people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, everyone's like, it's not a big deal you're learning. I'm like, yeah, but learning curve is a learning curve, and why not reduce that? Especially
1: because it also has the learning curve of the the force gesture, like how hard you you push on it.
0: And you're already switching between sometimes tapping or scrolling, and it's like,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's not a large device, so you're doing a fairly complicated little bit of hand dancing like in this yeah. tiny area:
0: I'm and- waiting for the first musical artist that records their entire album somehow from the watch.
1: Well, and I just I want to be fair because the Apple watch it, I mean it, it looks like an amazing piece of engineering and all that stuff. The Runcible has no buttons. <laughs> They've actually gotten. They've streamlined it down to a zero button interface. I honestly, I don't even see a power button on here. I don't know how the hell you turn it on and off. It must have at
0: it's least a power. Powered button. by dreams.
1: <laughs> it's powered by dream. the dreams. The dream of succeeding hope. against all odds. <laughs> but how amazing is the wood back on this thing? It's 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 a it's, looker. It's, yeah, it's a beautiful piece of worthless nonsense. And it, I have to so. We're never going to get off the Apple Watch because it's the Apple Watch and it's just – it's the thing that is the thing. But Son of a bitch. Do you not think it's ugly? I think it's ugly. I don't just think it's ugly. I think it looks stupid.
0: I honestly don't think it looks stupid.
1: Uh, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like – it's not that I don't like it because it doesn't look like a traditional watch because the – I was just having this discussion with uh, another one of our colleagues. But like the Asus Zen Watch, also square – but it looks really nice. It's first off it's thinner. It's like got a tiny little bit of a curve to it. It's it just looks more like a watch. And I'm not saying that whatever thing we're going to wear on our wrist has to look like a watch, yeah. but the Apple Watch looks like a toy. Like I had toys <laughs> as a kid that looked like this thing. It is it, it's, it's too beveled on the sides. It sticks out on the back. It's like fat and yeah. weird. I, I don't like it. I don't it's like actually, it at all. I
0: think it's thinner than the Moto 360. It is. Yeah. But
1: the weird shape makes it look larger. Yeah. Like it has a larger footprint.
0: I really just – I don't know. I just don't think it looks dumb. But. Yeah. No, I mean –
1: that. and <laughs> this is the thing about jewelry is this is entirely <laughs> taste. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's – I'm fine with that, that other people are wrong. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I've made my piece it's with that. It's one of all your favorite, favorite lines. like other people
0: allowed to be wrong? This is
1: America, Michael. <laughs> You can be as wrong. You have a right to be wrong. Look at some of the people who are on television and radio. If you were not allowed to be wrong in this country, (laughs) several entire industries would collapse. (laughs) But I I don't know. I'm interested to see it in person, but all these beautiful high-res screenshots and – and it's not just one angle. Like there's a lot of the videos where it's like swirling and turning. So I
0: did want to comment on that. Like if you go to <laughs> Apple's website and they have this like if you're looking at one of the watches and you click on the clasp button, it does this like free floating, like watch porn slow motion <laughs> of like the band going in through its connector and clasping. And it's just like I feel dirty after I watch
1: it. Yeah, you're like You have to go into the bathroom and turn the faucet on while you watch the Apple Watch video. They go tell
0: my wife, like, I'm sorry, I watched another one of
1: those watches. Honey, we talked about this. I'm addicted. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I think it's goofy looking. I'm also irritated, as like, from an engineering standpoint, that they went with a a proprietary clasping system for the band? Yeah. Because that does not seem like a big win. Like, what did you gain out of that? Oh, you gained market share. Yeah. But there's no engineering reason. Like that was done entirely so that they could sell and license. And you can prop the up your
0: accessories market, which everyone knows or should know. If you didn't, that accessories are pretty much pure margin. Oh yeah, like those those twenty dollar yeah. Apple chargers. Yeah, they cost like two dollars for them to produce.
1: Oh oh, I didn't this. I didn't get to say this before because I didn't want to interrupt you and be a jerk. But I'm, I can now. So <laughs> the. Apple TV is how much? Sixty nine dollars. Do you know how much the USB C adapter is for the new MacBook? More than an Apple TV. Seventy five dollars. <laughs> it's it's nothing. It's a little <laughs> piece of plastic that does nothing. Yeah. Except translate. Even if
0: you want to say like the USB C is so new, maybe it's ten dollars for them to make. Yeah. On the high end.
1: I mean, I would if if the adapter because it to be fair, it does three things. So it's. Because USB C is so high throughput, this can connect to USB three. So it, a normal which is
0: like five gigs per yeah. second or something. Yeah, a,
1: a normal you know USB size, an HDMI, and I think another USB C. And then there's another one that replaces the HDMI with the VGA and power. Yeah, well, yeah, the power through that yeah. that third USB C. Um, so that's like I understand it's not a completely worthless adapter and it does actually do something but my god the margins the <laughs> margins like 50 bucks come on like you can't make keep it under 50 or like no right because
0: at? you've you've uh, corralled people into needing it by getting rid of ports and this is the price they will pay yeah and i guess there is no th- that is the the ugliest side of apple to me is often their accessories and they're pr- i, I Sometimes I can understand like the product vision is simplicity and sometimes you can (laughs) you can kind of see it or defend that, but then when it's like, well you still need that thing, it'd be a shame if you had to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. And then that's when it's like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Yep.
1: And you know, I uh...
0: And everyone has that friend that has an Apple device (laughs) that has a bag full of like five hundred adapters.
1: Full of adapters. (laughs) And you know the fact that they're leading with the HDMI one because there is a VGA one, but if you search for this, you get the HDMI one first. It's like, yeah, I wish every terrible event I went to had HDMI cables, but they don't. They're yeah. VGA cables because most so people now show you up buy with
0: two eighty dollar yeah. <laughs> boxes. I, I just really mono price needs to come save us with some fifteen dollar option.
1: Oh, and they totally will. Yeah, I mean that's the the nice thing is because all of the ports on this are at least standard this isn't thunderbolt this isn't firewire you know it's it's USB C, which eventually everybody's gonna probably shift to um at least for micro adapters um that means mono price doesn't even have to get apple's permission yeah they can just be like look we made a white box that does exactly the same That's thing and it's like exactly the same the size silver
0: lining that at least they went with a standard port <laughs> yeah and one that the like nope. I mean, even though FireWire or even Thunderbolt is a standard port that PCs can have, USB is actually one that the PC world will apparently never leave behind and will always embrace. Yeah. So I'm actually encouraged, just slightly, <laughs> that at least they embrace something that everyone is going to have.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think they have been moving that way. And I mean, they embrace like, Bluetooth. Could, could they're finally MagSafe, using safe. NFC. Are they
0: going to somehow have a MagSafe style approach? To, they didn't really talk about charging this thing, did they?
1: No. I mean, they talked about that it's charged through USB-C. But
0: is it going to be like an old-style, like, rip your computer onto the floor?
1: How? Okay, you have your iPhone right there. Do you have a, a Thunderbolt cable nearby? Over there. So I'm just curious, like, how hard does it go in and out? Pretty easily. So doesn't the USB-C well, look a lot like that? I still that think footprint? if you
0: tripped over my iPhone cable, it would still probably send my phone flinging. yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely not it's not as loose as MagSafe.
1: Well, yeah. So that I guess I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think the the thing itself is or large it enough le- to include magnets in the head. Yeah. Like I don't know where you would put them. The because I've seen you know the cable. Yeah, and it's it looks like a micro USB cable. It's about that size or a Thunderbolt cable. I and guess. I've
0: said it before. I'd just be sad to see MagSafe go because that is actually awesome. Yeah,
1: maybe they'll have like a MagSafe adapter to you I'm just saying it, it's possible
0: I don't know Apple making adapters that they sell to you for 30 what do you mean $50 50
1: what do you mean $75 it is a long shot but maybe someone else will because the magsafe like people who like Macs across the board love magsafe so i can imagine somebody being like hey i made a usb c through device that all it does is have magnets on it yeah so Clip this onto the end of your cable and then clip it into your Mac, and it'll stick to the side of the Mac. True. I don't know. We'll see.
0: That just seems obnoxious, though. Just give me MagSafe. Just give me charger on left, USB-C on the right, and no one has to die.
1: <laughs> well, they could even just do, um, if they made a MagSafe USB-C, then they could just give you two USB-C ports. Yeah. So now you have That's lots of That's what I'm waiting options. to see
0: if they they back down. Because like the first MacBook Air had one USB port, and yeah. it was through like a little flip-down door.
1: Oh, I hated that thing. And when your, I first saw it, Your I headphone was like, jack neat. was
0: hiding in there, yeah. too. I and thought it was so
1: neat, and then I actually used it, and I was like, nope, 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 nope.
0: And when they they backed off and went two on the sides, I was like, "Yeah, that's okay. welcome
1: back to sanity country, guys." <laughs> so I want to. You want to talk about this valve stuff? Do we have time?
0: I I got time.
1: You got time? Okay. So <laughs> everybody has time because they're on our time. Exactly. So we talked about the Vive uh, yeah. last week, which I still I'm I'm slowly they're trickling more out about it, and there's terrible photos of guy using it in a completely empty room except for a single chair in the middle where he sits (laughs) um so that they can show like the wireless move around when i say wireless i mean that he's not connected to anything but there's stuff on him that the headset is connected to some kind of and i mean it's all you can tell it's just doesn't this device doesn't have any fit and finish like this is not what's going to go to market but like so am i gonna have to wear like a pack yeah, like like a little fanny pack, and then it'll be connected to the fanny <laughs> Just a pack. Giant
0: battery fanny pack.
1: <laughs> yeah, or will that be where the brains live so that the device isn't you know, light, super like- heavy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So that's that's gonna be a thing. But it's not all bad news and weird news from from Valve because they also released the Steam Link. This looks cool. And this, I think, for this, you're the kind of person to benefit from this. Like, I don't have any super powerful gaming PCs, but I know you have a custom-built gaming PC that I don't even think you have hooked up right now, do you?
0: No, it's in my basement. Yeah, it's
1: in your basement. But if you could put it in your closet and have it just running all the time and then use this Steam Link, so what this device does is it lets you stream games from a PC or Mac.
0: And I'd say reliably, yes. consistently performance you like you'd actually be willing to play.
1: Right, yeah, because it's not over the it, internet. It's a direct connection, either through direct wireless or actually... like I think what the Wii internet. U
0: does to the tablet.
1: Yeah, exactly like that. So this way, you can not have... Because, I mean, what do you what do you already have? You have a Wii U, you have your PS4, yeah. you have an Apple TV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got anything else? No, nah, that's good enough. Yeah, It gets pl- older from there. Plenty.
1: So you got 50 devices that do Netflix. Yep. But that's the thing is you don't – your gaming PC is probably not compact and small. Like, no,
0: and it's loud as a jet.
1: <laughs> Do you have a crazy water cooling setup? No. No, you should. That's next step. Next upgrade. But so this way now you can like cram it into a corner or closet or something and just leave it running. And all it does is just Steam, Steam Big picture mode. Yeah. And that's – because uh, this device, the Steam Link, is only 50 bucks. Like if you already have a three thousand dollar gaming, I, mean, I don't know how much yours cost. If you already have like a three, four, five, ten thousand dollar Apple Watch, and you want to stream <laughs> Steam games from it, then uh, you know another fifty bucks is not a big deal. You know, I mean, a, a controller costs fifty or sixty. It's super reasonable price. Yeah, and this is very very smart of them. One because Valve is making this.
0: And it does 1080p, 60 hertz, so 60 frames per second, essentially. Yeah. And so they, they HD claim gaming. low latency, like playable latency.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, this when you're Steam or Valve, you know that the people who are buying more gaming hardware already have a bunch of gaming hardware. So it makes sense to buy something that works with what they have, not telling them, hey, that huge investment you made is now worthless. Yeah, Because all the Steam boxes that have come out over the last couple of years are dedicated gaming machines.
0: Yeah, like and the reasonable ones get close to $1,000 right off the bat.
1: Yeah, because it's a dedicated gaming yeah. machine with graphics hardware and everything. So like, for me, that would be valuable because I don't have a gaming PC. So like I could buy a little box and put it in my media center, and it's like okay, there is my gaming PC. But if I've got a you know expensive machine sitting in my basement, maybe plug that sucker in. <laughs> and I like that this has Ethernet too, because yeah. there's already a lot of awful lot you're of you're already plugging Wi-Fi's. in Frankenstein in your yeah. closet.
0: What's one more cord for? <laughs> well, one not more. clogging up your your wireless. So I mean, do you think you would get something like this? Yeah, I could see that, Um, especially once I live in a house and I, you know, it's nice when I'm sitting down at my computer and I, like, Shelby's using the TV and I decide to play the PC, but it'd be nice to be like, I want to sit on the couch. Right. I don't want to move my PC to play in the living room.
1: Yeah. Or have some, like, 80-foot-long HDMI cable that runs over.
0: A monster cable. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And so would you also get one of these crazy Steam controllers?
0: I'm really interested in them. Like, I mean, its, it's is it still like the the concave like, touchpads?
1: Yeah. So in, in and this, it almost uh, feels Gizmodo like you're gouging article. someone's eyes out when you play. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. In this Gizmodo article, they have a picture of the finished one next to the prototype. And the prototype was very complicated because it was two big touch surfaces and then a big touch surface in the middle. Like there was some haptic feedback, but it was very button light. Yeah. And then in this finalized one, they have the two big touch surfaces, but they're uh, they're textured in such a way that it makes it more obvious what they're for. And then yeah. there's also an analog stick, and also for. Face oh, I buttons. haven't seen
0: this revision. That looks a little more friendly for people who are going to freak yeah. out over touch. And only.
1: Th- this is, as, as I understand, this is what they're actually going to ship. So and like, they're
0: going with the Xbox. X, yeah, Y, A, B.
1: Col- the colors in, in American orientation. Is it, isn't that the same colors, too?
0: Yeah, and the back and forward buttons, too. I, maybe they're planning that it, it fits in with the yeah. Xbox drivers.
1: Well, and all the PC games that already have buttons in those places. Yeah, at
0: least you can same. follow the same direction, like we talked about last episode.
1: Yeah, but I do think—I I really want to try one of these controllers because— I am not a PC Master Race gamer. When I do game on a PC, I almost always use a controller. So, for people to say that this controller gives you the accuracy of mouse and keyboard, that to me is like oh, well this controller will let you play the violin. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool for people who can play the violin, but I can't." Well, and even
0: and also, I mean there's PC games have kind of revolved around console games forever now and it's, there's, there, it's hard to tell the difference anymore other than that you can get better graphics on PC but <laughs> like you know you're playing Batman Arkham Asylum like I want a controller I don't want to wazz my way around <laughs> Gotham
1: yeah and that's, that's exactly where I'm at is for them to say that it simulates because I mean if you play a shooter accuracy is super important yeah. but if you're playing like a JRPG where you have 100 hours to make every single decision that you make I don't need super high precision cuz I'm picking things from a menu, you know, or I'm casting magic that blows up everything on the screen. Like precision's not high on the priority list. So I wonder like how this will be for someone who wouldn't object to a more precise controller but also isn't familiar with a mouse and keyboard setup. I mean, every time I've had to play a game full mouse and keyboard, I look like an idiot. I'm like running into walls. I'm staring at my feet. Like it is kind of a good. classic
0: example of you think it's intuitive, but it's just because you learned it. PC master race guy entirely.
1: I mean, the exact same thing could be said for a controller. Yeah. Like. You ever hand a controller to, you know, the stereotype like your aunt or grandma or your cousin that doesn't play video games? Like, and come then, on, it's easy. And they, they look, you're like, push A and they look at their hand. And you're and like, you, and you're no, like, oh, you have to just know where it is.
0: You should already <laughs> magically know where A is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So buy one of these and let me try it. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. Done. And, uh, oh, and I, I have to give out a, a shout out for Source. If we have any creators in the audience. So the Source engine is how Valve became freaking millionaires and (laughs) they eventually released it so that you could make your own games. And I didn't realize the Stanley Parable Source engine, Mm -hmm. which I don't know how I didn't realize that. Because it looks exactly like Half-Life 2. Exactly. I feel like it was like on my brain and I just didn't intuitively like put those two facts together. Like I knew it and I knew Valve made Source, but I didn't like, I didn't couple those ideas. Um, But the Source 2 engine that they're wrapping up, they're going to release it for free for creators. Yeah. And and they haven't been totally clear on what that means.
0: I'm also just wondering – I mean we've already seen some of this, but filmmaking is going to be done in game engines.
1: Oh, certainly. It's already
0: happening for anything CG-heavy As you basically use a game engine to storyboard slash animate your movie.
1: Well, I've seen uh – Shorts. I mean, not full feature-length movies, but I've seen lots of shorts made with the the Team Fortress 2 yeah engine thingy. And I mean, they're neat. They're very high polished because a lot of the heavy lifting was done for you, so you get to focus on like yeah, telling like the story. You don't
0: have to learn the physics of light because game engines have been tackling that for decades now. And I mean, even some of the newer demos from like the Unreal, the newest Unreal Engine, or the new Crytek engine, like it's getting ridiculous how. Yeah. At least cinematic rate they're getting.
1: Well, because they've already, I mean, things like light, but also like the way fabric moves.
0: Well, and lately so, it's been hair and skin has been like. Yeah.
1: I well, because there's the sub layers of refraction.
0: Yeah. It's super complicated. Like the way light bounces yeah. underneath your skin. Yeah. They're starting to model that. Yeah, these,
1: these are not things you want to have to reinvent. You want someone else to do this. It's
0: not that they just started doing it, but the Tomb Raider game that came out two years ago was doing it. Yes. And obviously not on the PS3, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Was it a dig? It's obviously not for you poor Ten-year-old hardware. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's got the amazing cell processor, Mike. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to this because I like that there are smart people who have a passion for building tools, And then putting those tools in the hands of people who can build stuff with them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm really glad. They're laying
0: the infrastructure for.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad that there are people who are impassioned to like dig holes and lay fiber optic cable in those holes and then bury the cable because I don't want to do that. That to me does not sound interesting. (laughs) What I want is all the stuff that that enables. I want
0: all the icing.
1: (laughs) I want no cake, just icing, please. So th- I'm. I don't know. Have you ever? Did you ever tool around with a source engine at all? No. No. Not, you didn't make any silly Team Fortress movies. No. I I,
0: I'm, I always play at the super high level. So if a game has a map maker that's ah, like yeah. tuned for laymen, I'll <laughs> I'll play with that. You I'll, remember the Doom map editor? Yeah.
1: She was awesome. I
0: definitely. I remember. So this is a fond memory from being in high school. Of I had a Wolf and I editor, or Wolf and I, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. And I freudian out that we made Wolf and I, and I I would take textures from screenshots from (laughs) GoldenEye, Forensics 4, and I would... You know, you could import custom textures. So I recreated. I mean, obviously, you're limited. You can't do like upstairs and downstairs in Wolfenstein. It's all one level. Right. But I recreated GoldenEye levels with textures from GoldenEye imported into
1: it. Was that your version of I recreated World 1 1 of Mario Basically. and Little Big Planet? Yeah.
0: But so, fun times.
1: So here's what I want Your brother needs to completely remake Detective, Detective, Detective in the Source 2 engine. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to give him anything for doing... He doesn't have to do any audio work. He can just right. use
0: the dialogue we already have. Yeah,
1: I, He doesn't even have to wait for Source 2. He can do it with the Team Fortress movie maker thing. And uh, I
0: would watch that. Yeah, he should start a YouTube series that way.
1: <laughs> just remakes of his own movie. Just, just over and voice
0: over. acting, episodic, animated stuff.
1: I'd watch it. <laughs> so do do we want to talk about Google changing the internet with this... Their, their we'll just,
0: service just talk about it for a few minutes at the end of an hour long episode
1: yeah I, I mean the thing that's interesting about this is really a lot of the stuff we speculated about where so to refresh anybody who doesn't remember or shame on you if this is your first episode or welcome if this is your first episode <laughs> Yeah, maybe let's not shame, but the people shame who on, are but shame on out. you for waiting so long so <laughs> see, we just you know what that was that was a good good host bad host thing <laughs> a, little, a little interrogation um I, I had originally pontificated that the Google Wireless service might, since it would be drawing from multiple spectrums, that their big focus would be that you could jump from service to service seamlessly, and that would give you amazing coverage because now you it have would multiple, rival
0: Verizon's map because it would just be right. Anywhere any company has self-service.
1: Yeah, exactly. So their their deal is with Sprint, which is a CDMA carrier. And with T-Mobile, which is a uh, GSM carrier, and then also they're pushing really hard for wireless, you know, VoIP stuff. And uh, Sundar Pichai confirmed that the the point of this endeavor is to rethink how wireless calls are done, and blah 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 blah. And he basically gave the thumbs up to mesh networks. So that I'm super excited for because I have really good coverage, but it. It's not uncommon for me to look at my phone and be like, oh, I don't have good coverage in this spot. And then you turn to someone you know who's with you and you're like, hey, what provider do you have? I want those days to go away. I mean, I don't know what the right market solution for that is because if we could all just piggyback off everyone's network, then you have like zero incentive to build out your network because you're also helping all your competitors. Yeah. So,
0: unless I'm, you can charge a reasonable rate on that infrastructure, but
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the right capitalist way to solve that problem is, but I do know that mesh networks are better than not mesh networks <laughs> yeah. because then you have more coverage.
0: And I just think the interesting thing to me is it's Google's clearly positioning this as we're not trying to take down the big carriers. We're just trying to spur them onward by innovating with wireless tech right and then be like hey what if you guys all did this
1: well I mean we saw the same kind of thing with uh, Google Fiber yeah I mean you, you've said it what before what if you guys had high speeds e- everywhere <laughs> that Google Fiber shows up suddenly Comcast and AT&T and Verizon all get awesome yeah it's like oh look oh in time order you also suck It's like, oh, look what happened coincidentally, except we now have like five or six points of data to show that this is a trend and it's not just correlation. turns out
0: competition does work.
1: It's amazing. (laughs) Economics 101. (laughs) I I don't really have anything else to say about that. I just want Google to scare the hell out of more incumbents to do a better job. I mean this is – what they're really good at, and if they find out something that they can make it better than anyone else ever has, like I'm also okay with that, yeah. but they have other missions I want them to focus on. So, like, the self driving car is a good example. Like, other companies like Ford and Mercedes were like, Oh, yeah, they're <laughs>
0: figuring it out now.
1: We gotta do this
0: every single dealer, even if they aren't offering it on the market, is working on electric cars and automation of various levels. Maybe not all to the degree that Google has invested in it, but...
1: Yeah. But they're, they're thinking about it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have a lot of friends that drive manual shift cars. and like, well, I just love driving. I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. This, this yeah, is not it's, about what you I, want. This I is love, about the crumbling infrastructure of our country. I love
0: editing my Linux config text files, too, <laughs> but... Most people want to just want a car that drives.
1: Yeah and this is i would be i don't know how we would do it but i would be open to like oh here's the jersey barricaded lane where you morons who still drive your own car can can go go kill
0: each other by driving badly yeah that's
1: fine go do whatever you want over there far from me and i'll be over here in my car that drives taking a nap yeah taking a nap or reading a book or something because i don't have to and i'll also get there faster because we don't have traffic signals because all the cars are perfectly synchronized like it's to me, this is a total no-brainer. Like, yep. I like driving, but not that much. Not so much that it's worth all of the cool stuff. I'll go I'd to be a, a car
0: park where you get to drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would become like an amusement park ride. You can already do that. Actually, you can <laughs> yeah. just you can already rent like a Ferrari. Or, I don't even mean like bumper cars. Like, you can already go to like Vegas and rent a Ferrari or a Camaro and like go haul an ass through the desert. Yeah. So just it'll just be that. It's like, oh, you want to drive your stupid little stick shift car? Go out in the middle of the desert or the salt flats where you can only kill yourself and do whatever (laughs) you want. Go nuts. Uh,
0: All right. So, thank you for listening to episode 57 of Flipping Tables. You can check out the show notes for this episode at sunriserobot.net slash 50. No. (laughs) no, (laughs) No. no. Sunriserobot.net slash Flipping Tables slash 57. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Some other things you should and will do, because I'm telling you to. We love feedback, so tweet us. Um, I'm at... Medwards music on twitter and lions is at lions in beta on twitter send us feedback ask us questions tell us we're wrong whatever you can you can complain there um subscribe if you're just checking this out on the web use our itunes or rss button and subscribe on your phone i'm using a podcast app if you're on android pocket cast is really great um iphones come with a built-in podcast app so you don't even have to install anything to subscribe which is awesome um Speaking of iTunes, rate and review us. If you head to sunriserobot.net slash support, there are direct links to our iTunes pages for each of these shows. And if you would please kindly rate and review us, that will be awesome. Or if you're even the more direct support type, you can head to our Patreon at patreon.com sunriserobot. And if you'd like, you can donate to us directly, which we love. Um, special thanks to our Patreon supporters, Bruce Edwards, Matt Mariner, and Sean Byrne.
1: Yes, thank you all very much. We appreciate that support. You, you literally help us keep the lights on.
0: Yeah, so until next week, Yes. <laughs>